The following is rated S for spoilers. Hello and welcome to the Popcorn Hangover. My name is Alex. My name is Graham. And today we are having a bit of a summer summer rewind here. Uh, last week was Labor Day, which marks the end of the summer movie season. And uh, there's a lot of movies we're going to discuss, but we figured the best way to celebrate uh, summer is to go back. It was the, the, the first summer blockbuster with Jaws in 1975, making its return to the theaters here at the end. So we're going to be talking Jaws and then uh, in this first segment, and then we're going to jump over to uh, to some other summer movies, some of our thoughts on things that we have seen, some things that uh, we haven't talked about on the podcast. Uh, but if you're watching uh, the show, and even if you're listening, you may notice that things sound a little different. Graham is not with me in the studio today. Graham, you've had a you've had a rough week. I, it has been a very long week, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I am uh, still here, still going. So excited to just jump into it. Yeah, uh, so Jaws, I don't think I need to say this, all this stuff for most people, because I'm sure most people know this by now, but yeah. it was directed by Steven Spielberg, written by Peter Benchley and Carl Gottlieb, starring Roy Schneider, Robert Shaw, and Richard Dreyfuss. Uh, initially released in June, uh, 20th of June, 1975, with an estimated budget of $7 million. Uh, it made about that same amount uh, its opening weekend, and as of now, it wow. has an estimated $475 million worldwide gross. So, uh, I mean, it's back in theaters for who knows how many times. I mean, it, Jaws is still kicking. Yeah. <laughs> or I guess swimming in this case. <laughs> um, Graham, what are, what are your thoughts on Jaws? So I remember, I remember watching this like when I was growing up. I legitimately don't know if I've ever actually like, seen it all the way through, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, watching it, jumping into this time. Um, unfortunately, again, been a long week. I've not had the chance to see it in the theaters um, for a re-release or anything like that. But I was able to, uh, thanks to streaming, just watch it at home. Yeah. Good old couch. So, yes. yeah, just got to sit down, uh, watch the movie, which honestly, it was it was great. I really am. Um, I'm not a big... I don't like horror movies. I'm not a big horror guy at mm-hmm. all. But anything that's got like the suspenseful, um, like I mean, with this being as old as it is, you can. It's not too scary by any means because you kind of see everything going on. I but, don't know. It's um, it's pretty graphic though. There's a lot of blood. There, there's there's some like definitely, it definitely is way more than I actually like remembered or thought of. Like I was like yeah. okay, like kind of went hard. But um, you, you watch no, like, these is movies kind are of, is kind of uh, intense. <laughs> I was well, I, mean, I, I, well, I mean, yeah, I was probably like ten or eleven. I wasn't like a teenager yet, probably, but you know, yeah, I remember I was like younger, and it was like always on. I remember we watched it. My family watched it a few times, so like, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, sitting this time just straight through. It was it was it was dope. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I so I I saw this movie the first time a few years ago, uh, like all the way through, and I think I was it was I was so it's been so overhyped because it's considered like one of the best movies of all time and i think i was expecting more from it and like i don't know i think my own expectations kind of ruined it for me and so i i liked it it's a good movie but i didn't care for it the first time and then i was sitting there watching it again and prep for this episode and i kind of hated myself because this movie is freaking perfect everything about it is just brilliant i don't know what was wrong with me years ago i don't know if i had like (laughs) I don't know if I hit my head or what, but this movie is fantastic. Like five out of five stars for me. I cannot think of a single thing wrong with it. It's just, I don't know. Just like you said earlier, like it's, it's so suspenseful. And like a lot of people talk about Jaws and like they love Jaws because like it's brilliant because they don't show the shark. Um, and sure, like that's true, but it's not necessarily just the fact that they don't show the shark. Um, it's the mm-hmm. way that they build suspense and by not showing the shark, you're able to build more of that suspense, but like the suspense right. around it and the way, I mean, when chief is like sitting on the beach and like they, they open it back up and he's just watching all of these people and like the way it would just jump like in and out of different like focal lengths and like going all over the thing. Like 
people are walking right by him. Like just all of it was so beautifully done. And then John Williams score. I mean, it's John Williams, so there's nothing new there, but like, Oh good. It was so I, good. Yeah. I loved this movie so much more than I did this the first time around. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but maybe it's cause I didn't see it in a theater Still, the first time or I don't know what it was, but like I, this movie is fantastic. It was so good. Dude, as I was going to mention, the funny thing with the music is anytime anything would start playing, the captions, and we, captions weren't on. I was watching it. There were no captions, but anytime music started playing, there was like a musical caption. And it was always just like adventurous instrumental melody of summer. And then like it would cut to another one. And it would be like eerie, eerie, scary instrumental music. And I was like, who typed the like I, that, they're not official whatsoever yeah that is not uh, i was just I, I thought it was really funny that is not how i would describe that score <laughs> i mean maybe like eerie right like i don't know definitely not adventurous summer vibes yeah. uh i don't know no, i mean not at all we're not the only ones that like this movie rotten tomatoes has a 97 percent critic score and 90 percent audience score imdb has an 8.1 letterboxd has a four out of five stars um fun fact uh, I meant to say this earlier when I was going through the stars list. Um, some people really care about like the order in which the stars are like listed out. Um, whenever I do these, I just kind of write down the names of the people that I think had a big role in the movie. Um, but there's a lot of debate over who gets top billing in this movie. Cause when they, when they open, open credits, they, they have the, the three names, Royce, Roy Snyder, Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfuss, whatever. Right. Um, but depending on how you read it, it depends on who gets which billing. So if you read it from like the top down, you have Roy Snyder's name on top. And then below that you have uh, Robert Shaw and Richard Dreyfuss laid out horizontally. So it's kind of like a pyramid. So if you read it from the top down, yeah. then Roy Snyder would be the top billing. But if you read it from the left to right, then Robert Shaw would be top billing. Uh, and then either way, Richard Dreyfuss gets, uh, gets chipped, uh, which I don't know. I think it's just a fun fact. It, no one, like no one knows like who went in which order. Because I like, I don't know. And I like the way they did that too, because it doesn't put one person on a pedestal really. Like everyone, all three yeah. of them did fantastic jobs and they all played really integral roles um, into in the movie. And so I appreciate that. Like that wasn't, it's not like some movies where yeah. at Dune where you have Zendaya is like the third billing and she's in like the last five minutes and has two lines and that's it. Right. <laughs> like, you know, uh, so I, <laughs> I appreciate, I appreciate yeah. that. Um, Graham, like, I don't know. As, as a kid, like, did this movie, like, scare you at all? Uh, like, 100%, dude. So, me personally, I even to this day, I don't like water I can't see under. Like, I can't see through. Okay. Uh, we go to lake all the time. or on the water, jet skis, boats. Fun stuff, don't get me wrong. But, boy, not knowing what's underneath you scares the mm-hmm. living hell out of me, man. That is, like, that's terrifying. I love swimming. Put me in a pool. I'll go. Yeah, dude, sure. Like, I, yeah, no. I just don't like... For that reason, obviously, I know, like, in certain areas, there's not going to be sharks. There's not going to be anything mm-hmm. that's going to get me in that sense. But, uh, yeah, I've always had a little fear of, like, uh, what's under there? You don't know. That's the suspense that sticks with yeah. you. So, a little unfortunate there, but... Well, yeah. I think that's part of the other genius. That, I mean, no. I think that's part of the genius of, like, this idea, though, too, is, like, yeah, that, that is a genuine fear. Yeah. Like, and the way that they shot it in that way of going underwater, I mean, most of the sequence early, the first half of the movie... Uh, Cause you don't see jaws until halfway yeah. through. Like the first half is all just underwater where you can't, no one's looking or can see what's under there. Right. Uh, yeah. That, that, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I don't know. I, I never saw us as a kid, so I can't really comment on that question, but uh, I feel like it definitely would have freaked me out. Like even still, like when he pulls like the severed arm off of like the autopsy table, like it, it does yeah. not look like a real severed arm, but still just like the thought of it. It's 100% just a mannequin <laughs> arm. Like that's what it looked like. Yeah. I thought it was funny too. Cause when like her remains are like on the beach and they show like a clip of like her hand, like mm-hmm. all the fingernails are still painted. Everything's there. She's missing a finger, but it is just a straight, like just a mannequin. hand. It's just, there's, there's no like bone. There's no blood. Right. It's just, you could just see the flat top like mannequin. So mm-hmm. I was just like, I just thought it was funny. Cause obviously it's, 75 it's i mean i mean 1975 and it had a seven million dollar budget uh given that's not that's not accounting for inflation so that's that's a lot bigger (laughs) technically than how we would look at it now but like that's still still not the amount of equipment and boats and ships and i mean yeah they were paying for a lot more other things than a mannequin hand yeah (laughs) honestly i think the budget is is really 
the what, what they did with that budget and with the technology that they had in 75 is really impressive. Like some of the shots and things that they, that Spielberg was doing was just it, like, yeah. I was impressed I watching mean, Spielberg, it. Though. I mean, yes, that's yeah. true. That is Spielberg. But like, this is early Spielberg too. Like he hasn't done a lot of the stuff right. that he's known for. I mean, I right. have Jurassic Park behind me. Like that's, and this is like, I don't know, like just seeing his evolution and the fact that he's still going is just, just blows my mind. Like that is true. As you say, that is actually pretty like wild. West Side Story yeah. was probably my top five movies of last year, even though I was like very against it. I did not like the idea of him doing that. And it was, it was fantastic. I, I would almost say it's my Blue favorite version of West Side Story. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, what Spielberg was able to do with the budget, like, especially, especially in that first half with a lot of the beach sequences, um, to be mm-hmm. honest, this movie should be really boring. Like, the first half is all yeah. just on a beach, so you just have people running around not being scared of the shark or not knowing if they should be. And the second half is just all on right. a boat. And I think the way that he shot a lot of the boat sequences were incredible because they're just open sea. Like, there's nothing around to be, like, to draw your eye towards anything. There's no interesting background, really, other than the ocean. Uh but the fact that like yeah. I was still engaged throughout it all was was really interesting. Yeah, no, it definitely holds your attention all the way through. And like I said, that's, I mean, biggest thing comes back to your, the suspense with it, just because mm-hmm. like, I mean, dude, like you could they could have held my attention for way longer. Like that two hour movie, it didn't feel like two hours. In yeah. all honesty, like the the beginning part, I was going to mention, like it does feel a little slower, obviously, just because they're it's build up. Mm-hmm. But even then, like it's still. It's still not bad just because, yeah, no one knows what's going on. He knows he can't shut down the beach. Like, the mayor's just kind of like in it for the money. Like, I was just well, like, it's, like, it's frustrating. So, like, I, I don't know about you, but I was yeah, like, frustrated I know. watching, like, come on, dude. Like, you're, you're going to lose also, more money okay, in, just in, in the long run if, if everyone dies this 4th of July. Like, no one's going to come back. So, I had like a thought. Okay. And I was like, yo, you know, Hopper, uh, Brody. It was, it was Brody. It's not Brody. It's, um, yeah. His name is Hopper. It's a yeah, yeah. You're right. Or Hooper, Hooper. Yeah, yeah. he uh, uh, homeboy's rich, right? Rich family buys all the equipment. He mm-hmm. does this more or less as like a hobby. If he wanted him to shut the beach down so bad, because he knew that would put his name on the map and that would like make him big, and he would get that catch and he would get that 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 win. Why? Why was he just not like? How much would it cost you to shut down your beach? Like these shops are going to lose money. I have money. Let me just pay you to shut I down mean, your beach. Like you stupid tourists. Like I. That's just like the immediate thought. I was like, homeboy could have like looky like solved that. But I was also like, oh, but for like personal gain, like what would that make sense? But it does kind of make sense because like he would have probably gotten that shark a little faster, a lot less trouble. But, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Just a thought. I mean, or like he could have paid the $10,000 to give to Robert Shaw to go out on the boat. Right. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting And just point. go with him and... I mean, yeah, like yeah. it was it was kind of... That whole scene was like like when they're on like his like super high-tech little radar boat thing. A little yacht. Like that whole thing was like so... Straight up yacht. was so random. Like <laughs> did he did he like drive his yacht to... To like, Amity, so where did like, he get it? Yeah, like, yeah. Did he just like? Is that how he got there? He just like rode his boat all the way up whatever coast. Like, I don't. He just how does that work? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like, so that yacht scene was really weird. Uh, but did you know there was actually the TV version of this movie is actually longer. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, because with how TV, much, what's the, what's the difference? So the oh, TV version they added, yeah, they added an extra scene to make it an even three hours with ad breaks. And the extra scene is just like the three of them, like just killing random shark, like fish and stuff. Like they're just, it's just them like having, having a good old time <laughs> killing fish because, you know, what else Wait, are you going to do? It's pretty interesting. Yes. Dude, honestly, the three of them, that was such a good group. Like they mm-hmm. had, like my, like one of the, my, one of my favorite parts was literally like when they're all like drinking that mm-hmm. night, like on the boat and they're just like showing scars, showing this. He's like, well, I got this. Well, I got this. Well, look at my leg look at my leg they're like let's drink to our legs i was like dude yes <laughs> they're just like hanging out like it, the three of them were great well and that was like the perfect like structurally like that was the perfect just like calm before the storm because after that point it is just it's non-stop of like you know they're going after the shark but like i don't know that point yeah. was just that was like it was so ridiculous and honestly it was almost out of place but it was so necessary in a movie that is so like 
suspenseful and like on the edge of your seat the whole time that you needed to watch these three guys get drunk and sing sea chanties because yeah what else are you going to do on a boat in the middle of the night <laughs> yeah uh, i also i just one thing which i don't know if i totally miss this i might have just completely miss this when he smashed the the radio mm-hmm. why do you do that uh I think it's kind of up to interpretation. I don't think there's a specific reason. Okay. I think, A, it's because... Okay, I didn't know. I mean, A, like, dude's freaking crazy. I mean, the stuff that he saw in World War II, like, you know, that, that messed him up. Going through things, yeah. Right, so he didn't really... Because sure. like, that was kind of... That was part of the whole point of that whole story. Is like, he doesn't like the Coast Guard and, like, these other agencies coming to save him because that reminds him of right. his experience. And also, I think there's an element of, like, he doesn't want the coast guard to get involved and ruin everything. Cause they're going to mess everything up. If the coast guard comes and saves him, then he's not okay. going to get his money. So I think there's a lot of elements like Fair. that. Um, yeah. I don't know. What did you think of Robert Shaw's character as a whole? The you know, grizzled, I mean, nails on a chalkboard to get everyone's attention. Just in it for the money. That sucked. That, that <laughs> sucked. That was horrible. Whoever's idea that was, that was awful. But, uh, no, dude, I thought it was he was a great idea. Like, cause that was kind of the point. Like, no, I'm going to introduce this right, character. Right. How can we introduce a character and make you hate him immediately? Let's have him run his nails <laughs> down a chalkboard. That's fair. That's fair. But see, that's the thing is like me, like I didn't like ever like hate him. Like as a, like I just, I mean, he's just, sure. dude, he's just a old grungy fisherman dude. Like that's mm-hmm. how he's going to talk. That's how he's going to act. He just genuinely doesn't give an F like that's mm-hmm. who he is. So that's why I was just like, no, yeah, he's just, he's just hardcore. Like that's no, I kind of, I liked his character a lot, honestly. Like mm-hmm. I was just like, heck yeah. And then when he, in the end, I was like, ah, oh, RIP, but you know, I, I don't know. I wish you would have had, I, that's the only thing I, I appreciate the movie too, is it's not overly dramatic. Like obviously you have to have little elements of drama and things in, in your movie right. to keep them interesting. But like, and sure, I guess him getting eaten by a shark very slowly is pretty dramatic. But, like, I feel like if this movie were made today, it would have been a whole, like, he's being half-eaten and he's, like, giving some motivational speech. Like, you can do it. Like, kill the shark in honor of me or, like, or something like that, you know? Maybe that's just me. But I feel like if it, like if Jaws was made today, like, there would just be some random crap like that in the middle of him getting eaten by I a shark. I see that. Or right before he would say something I- like, I'm not, I'm going to. I'm not going to make it back because I'm going to, I don't know. Right. Like one person's got to do it or someone's right. got to. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming that Spielberg yeah. had the same yeah. kind of path and like trajectory. Do you think that the movie would be better if it was made today? Or do you think it works because it was, it's so old? Um, I don't know. There's always with me. I, it's always like a toss up in the air at, mm-hmm. when it comes to this kind of question, because the biggest thing comes down to the, I feel like the, practical and then special effects with what you can do like a lot of this movie was like uh, all like practical effects that that giant shark would not be some man-made puppet thing it would would literally just be a cgi shark which again like at this point it's it's uh, up in the air is that gonna look good is it not gonna look good Mm -hmm. is it kind of depends on the work put into it um i feel i feel like you could definitely get the same like level of suspense and like style mm-hmm. done in today's time if it were shot with the same direction and same sure. like ideas um it though i guess it wouldn't be a totally different movie but i feel like it would be because i feel like the different i really just feel like that'd be the biggest thing like the practical practical effects versus like special effects the biggest right. difference is going to be would be that there well and then like i mean kind of to play devil's advocate though too is like to your point is like if they could do so much more well like if you if they if they did have special effects, right? Like, yeah, like sure, like they could add more. Like some of those scenes, like with dead bodies, would look a whole lot better. The one where uh, where where Hooper goes in the cave, or, a lot like, better under underneath the the boat, and like the body comes out. Like, yeah, it, it looked just it just looks silly. <laughs> like it was so ridiculous. Yeah, like stuff like that could be better. But at the same time, like you got to think the reason the first half doesn't have Jaws is because the shark was broken. It wouldn't work for the shots they needed it to. So that's why we didn't see the shark for the first half of the movie. It wasn't like that wasn't an intentional Whoa. decision. That was just we the shark doesn't work anymore. So uh, I guess we're just going to have to find a way to not use the shark. So like 
one of the best parts about the movie mm. was honestly it was just a mistake. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that's, that's wild. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm surprised in it. I don't know. I feel like it's a pretty like yeah. a relatively like well known fact about Joss, but I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm I'm who I am. Uh, I don't know, but I think that says a lot because, like, one of the things I I'm like I don't I want to say passionate about, but like one of the philosophies I follow is like the best creativity comes from restrictions. Like when you put yourself in a box, like you can't think outside the box if there's no box that you're inside of. Um, and so, like, when you're put in a situation like that. Like, I mean, Jaws is known for suspense and it's known for not showing the shark. Anytime there's some sort of monster movie and they don't show the monster for a certain period of time or like for the entire movie, it's always compared to Jaws. So they did the Jaws effect or whatever. Right. But that was an accident because okay. they were restricted by their budget and their shark just not working. Like, I don't know. I think that's, I think that's really cool how like it's just it, they, they had this restriction and Spielberg was just able to, and I'm sure other people were involved in the decision too, but like, you know, that's also comes down to editing as well, but like how they were able to make the best out of a really bad situation when you have a shark movie where the shark doesn't work. Um, and then yeah. the movie is probably better than it would have been if they had showed the shark in the first scene. I don't know. I think it's really, I, I think it's really cool. Yeah, no, that's, that's really cool. That is. So Graham, to, I was going to say something there and that totally yeah. blanked out. Oh, so you were gonna say Sorry, something go blanked. So, Graham, on your like on your rating scale, right? You, you say you you rank a good movie based on if you'd watch it again. Um, you did watch it again, but mostly because I made you. Uh, like, would you, would is this ranked yeah. on like a good a good movie level? Like, would you watch this on your own accord in the future? <sighs> you don't honestly. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I would. Uh-huh. But like, not because I was like ever bored with it or like I didn't care it's definitely not my like style of movie I would ever just choose to um I have at this point almost like 23 plus installments of Marvel movies I could pick from so I'm normally that's pretty fair. well set if I had to choose like that's but, fair I <laughs> but there no, are a lot I, of angry movie nerds like whole, like clenching their fists at you right now like this guy's gonna choose a Marvel <laughs> movie over Jaws that's but what this guy's choose that's all this guy watches I mean here's the thing that, that's not all I watch but um, I mean, if if there was like a group of people and, and we were like, hey, like what's such a movie? Like someone was like, oh, Jaws. Like, dude, I'd be like, yeah, I would have no complaints. I wouldn't turn it down. Sure, sure. It's just uh, on my own accord. If I'm sitting down, flipping through, I'm not gonna be like, Jaws. Let's, let's watch <laughs> Jaws, Jaws on Netflix. Like, let's watch that really gonna, quick. Okay. Yeah, like I that's not gonna that. be my kind of go to. So, uh-huh. but yeah, but like I said, I wouldn't turn it down or same thing if you were like dude jaws is in the theater so let's go i'm always trying to go to the theater i would love to go to the theater like let's right. go watch jaws yeah, yeah you know okay that that is that's fair that's that's an acceptable answer i mean i think i made my my opinion on it pretty clear i think this movie is perfect uh i i just need to watch it over and over and over again now just to like just <laughs> to digest all of all of the things uh cuz there's just every little bits there's just there's just so much to like to just the camera movements because like I mean I've said before, um, like I I determine what make the thing that makes a movie good for me is how it utilizes all the elements of filmmaking, and I think it does this mm-hmm. perfectly, especially just with it being so old. Um, but to your point as well, uh, and it's it's funny I was actually talking to a guy earlier today about uh, about movies. And he was talking about how, like, there's some stuff like Whiplash or Birdman where, like, they're fantastic movies, but you can't just, like, sit down and watch those over and over again because they're so intense. Like, you can't just, like, repeat, like, some of these, like, intense movies. Schindler's List is, like, one for me. I mean, Whiplash, I don't totally agree because I love that movie, but, like, Schindler's List is a movie that, like, I would love to watch again, but I don't know if I can mentally handle all of what Schindler's List is again because it's so intense. And I kind of feel like Jaws can kind of fit in that category just because it is so suspenseful. And I, I don't yeah. know, like it can be hard to watch over and over again. And I also just wonder, like, if I did watch this like once a week, if I watch this as much as I watch something like, say, La La Land, um, like, I feel like the suspense would, would be ruined. And would that ruin the whole movie? Hypothetically, I don't know. Yo. I feel like it would. I feel like it would because that's the thing. And like, here's the thing. Definitely like watching this like I did when I watched it is it 
almost had the same feel as if I was watching it again for the first time because like I didn't know every little jump and like that I think that's a big right. part in what yeah what people enjoy it for mm-hmm. uh, just like I, I always say like uh, like my wife's favorite favorite movie is The Shining like Stephen King mm-hmm. we've watched that movie several times I don't it's got that same kind of like suspense style I never thought that was really like horror style I never got that from that movie mm-hmm. um, like his other movies but uh, the yeah like I, I've watched it so many times like it's not it's just you know what's coming you know what's there mm-hmm. you know the line that they're gonna say so that's why I'm like now I feel like yeah if I were to watch Jaws just over and over and over again, I feel like it just it'd just be a shark movie. Yeah, wouldn't yeah, you would you would lose the the experience of Jaws. Definitely. Definitely. For sure. Graham, any final thoughts on Jaws? Man, I don't know. Like I said, for some <laughs> summer movie, yeah. I could I could see myself watching this once a year. This is the this is that type of summer movie. Good way to end the summer on like for a, sure. We should do this like um, an annual event, like every every post Labor Day show. We'll just we'll talk about Jaws again. <laughs> see how many years we can make it without it. <laughs> That would be good. That would be good. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so we're we're talking Jaws now uh, because, like we said earlier, this is Jaws is like the the summer blockbuster, the first, the one that really made summer blockbusters what they are today. Um, and we've had a lot of movies this summer. We've talked about a lot of them, but we uh, there's there's so many others that came out that we we did not get the chance to talk about, and we want to talk about it. So that's what we're gonna do next segment. So stay tuned for our thoughts on all sorts of things uh, that came out this summer. Welcome back. We are doing a nice summer rewind as Graham shows off his uh, his eyebrow skills. I, I guess that's what that was. I don't know what else to describe that. Uh, if you're listening to the audio podcast, you're on my side right now. Yeah, if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, uh, that was a really weird description. Uh, go watch, go check out our YouTube channel uh, at the Popcorn Hangover to <laughs> see what that was all about. Um, Graham, it's it's been a long summer. It's been a good summer, but it's been a, it it's been a long been. summer with with a lot, a lot of content, a lot of content. Uh, is there anything that like sticks out as like your favorite? Like, what are like your top three movies of the summer? Of this summer? Um, of this summer? Honestly, probably Maverick is number one. Maverick. Okay, I'm gonna throw that up there. Yeah, that movie was just phenomenal. That movie is I would go perfection. see that any minute. Of yep. Yeah. Yeah. It really <laughs> is. Um. Yeah, Maverick would definitely be the first. Um, I'd throw Multiverse of Madness up there as my second because really? I, I don't know. They're just the hype that we had around it. Um, okay. I don't know. I'm really trying. I'm like looking through this list too, and I'm just like out of like what I saw, mm-hmm. there's like a few. Honestly, right now it's in the running. Do you say top three? I said top three. It's in the running for top. Okay, it's in the running for top three. My second is actually going to be Vengeance. Uh, okay. That movie was I okay. like that a lot. I really enjoyed the movie. Sure. That was just like to- some totally different. Really, really enjoyed that movie. Um, and like I said, out of the other ones that I've seen that are on this list, I mean, really, I'd probably say like for the Marvel movie, like Multiverse of Madness. Really, so like Doctor Strange more than Thor. Love- yeah, okay. I I would sit okay. down and watch Multiverse of Madness right now. Interesting. Thor, I did not really care for too much. It was funny, like it was, it was good, but it was just I. I think I mean yeah, I don't think like either of those are in my top three, but like I, I feel like I would put Thor above Multiverse of Madness. Just me personally, really? they were both. I feel like they are both on the same tier of Marvel movies as a whole. But I feel like well, Thor, that and that that's how I see it too. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong, that's how I see they're, it. They're, they're still like a very overall. like they're still a very mid level Marvel movie. I think. 100%. Yeah. I'm not saying this is like a number one Marvel movie. I'm just right, saying out right, of those right. two, what I personally took out of the summer, uh, was, yeah, Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll put number three. Honorable mentions, uh, Lightyear. I just, that was dope to watch. <laughs> uh-huh. I enjoyed watching that. Like I, said, I, just, I just, yeah. You can go listen to that episode. I loved it. Uh, Bob's Burgers movie. Uh, me and my wife absolutely love the show. We've watched it for years. That movie was really funny. That mm-hmm. movie, have you seen it? I've not seen, seen that, that movie. Yeah. Okay. It was, 
or the it show. was it is great and you don't you don't really have to watch the show though for the movie it's, it's pretty right. standalone it, it's just hilarious overall mm-hmm. um and like i said yeah, some honorable mentions but uh yeah no i'd definitely probably say like maverick and the vengeance and then multiverse of madness would probably be my top three mm-hmm. out of what we've got here cool cool so my 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 top three uh i'll do it in reverse order just to just to spice things up uh i think Ooh. number number three uh bodies 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 uh i think mostly because it was yeah. just, it was just a surprise like it was i was not i had no real interest in it until i like heard a little bit of buzz and i saw it and it was it was okay. brilliant it was really greatly written uh some of the stuff they were able to do with lighting in that movie like really stood out i don't know like that for me i don't even want to say like some are better or worse because i mean if you want to hear all of our thoughts on majority of these movies go scroll through some of our other episodes um but like yeah uh, I don't know. Just something about that movie, like, just really sticks out to me. Um, number two is another one uh, of the exact same scenario. Uh, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Uh, one of the most adorable movies I've that. ever seen. Um, it like it's lit- like when you walk out of the theater, it's like it's like you watched like it's like you just feel like you just got like a really big hug. Like it's just it's just so heartwarming and great. And I don't know, like it was. I think it also helped that I watched that movie before I saw Nope for the first time. Uh, like I did like a back to back kind of thing. And so like going into that, like, Oh man, this is really great. And then like, then going into Nope was like a bit of a, maybe not the best decision. I probably should have flipped those two around. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I love Marcel, the show with shoes on. It was, again, it was a surprise. I thought it looked kind of dumb when I first saw the trailers and then I started to hear uh, some buzz around it and I, bit the bullet and it was very well worth it and then number one of course is top gun maverick uh i mean i feel like if that's not the number one uh there's something wrong with you i there's no other way (laughs) there's no other way to put it um honorable mentions for me though uh you you gave two so i'll give two um elvis was fantastic uh did you get a chance to see that i am not no I actually, actually, the only movie out of your list so far that I've seen is Maverick. Um, <laughs> I have not seen any of the other three what's, yet. So what's new? let's hear number four. What's new? Also, can we congratulate Graham for at least seeing having seen some of Jaws as a kid? Um, round of applause to Graham. I would say this wasn't he's, a movie I've, I've he's never actually seen, before, seen a, an old know? movie before. So great, great job to you. I need to add a clapping <laughs> sound effect onto my my board here. Um, anyway, uh, is that like classic like cheer? Woo. Yeah. Woo. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, honorable mentions for me, uh, or starting with Elvis, Austin Butler absolutely knocked it out of the park as Elvis, um, especially concerning he was a relatively unknown actor, like just absolutely killed, killed it in the role. Um, and I mean, Elvis is great, a lot, a really interesting story. Uh, my only complaints are, um, much like the life of Elvis, there is no chance to breathe. It is just really fast. I mean, they have like an entire lifetime to go through. So, I mean, it kind of needed to be this way, but it was, it's nearly three hours long yeah. and it's, you do not have a chance to catch your breath. Um, and some of the decisions with how they were portraying some of the characters uh, was not entirely accurate, especially with Tom Hanks character. They tried to fix it in post um, and he was still very much like a villain. Uh, whereas in reality, apparently mm. he was not a villainous character. Um, I really want to see the initial edit and the initial script where he was even apparently according to Tom Hanks, they like scaled the villainous stuff down a whole lot. And so I, I don't know. I'm curious to see like what was, how was he initially like portrayed in that movie? Cause apparently he was just like a really yeah. great guy that was sure was extremely greedy. Um, but like did genuinely love Elvis and his family. Uh, but anyway, it was an honorable mention for me. Uh, the other one, it would be my number one. But it didn't technically release in the summer. Uh, it came, but it became popular on Netflix in the summer, and that's RRR, uh, Rise Revolt, or Rise Roar Revolt, uh, in some order of that. That's what the R stand for. This movie might be one of the best movies I've ever seen. It is just, it's <laughs> it's pure just spectacle on a whole other level. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's on Netflix. Uh, I don't know. It came out in like in June, I think, and uh, on Netflix, and that's kind of when it gained popularity here in the states. Um, it technically released in April in India, but uh, yeah, it's just 
I cannot say enough good things about this movie. I have no bad things to say about this movie. I think the best review of it that I've seen said it it's going to win uh, best foreign picture. It's going to win probably best picture. It's going to win best drama, uh, best uh, period piece. Uh, it's going to win best musical, best really? action film. Like just all the things like no, no, those things don't all like fit together. Like musical action period foreign drama just like you don't get all that in one that is not a mix and if it is a mix like it's yeah. gonna be pretty bad or it should be and this movie is just it's phenomenal i cannot say enough th- good things about it we'll probably do an episode on it at some point because i have so many thoughts uh that i, we I can't still need fit, to see it we can't fit into like this one one little like wrap up but yeah rrr was was phenomenal and it would be my number one but if if you count a Netflix debut as a summer release, uh, that's how much I like this movie. Is that I included it on a summer rewind that when it isn't actually uh, doesn't belong there. Uh, anyway, those are our those are our, our favorites of of the summer. Uh, this one I feel like Graham are gonna have some strong opinions on. What are your like top three worst movies of the summer? If you can think of if you can think of three. Nope. Really? Care for? Okay. <laughs> okay. What? What are yeah. your other three? Yeah. What are the other two? I, nope. Uh, okay. No. Nope the other is, two. Jurassic World. Yeah. I actually, actually, I turned someone down that was going to watch this <laughs> that movie tonight, and I said, I said, honestly, rent any other movie. I said, J- don't actually pay to watch that movie. Wait till it's free. I think it actually might be free on like HBO Max or something at this point. I don't know. That sounds right. But uh, I told them not. Literally told them not to watch it. Um, and then, uh, can I guess what your third one will be? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna guess it's the Gray Man. Yeah, but is there another one that you're yeah. like tossing up in there? Honestly, no. I I'm debating whether or not to toss it in there because, like, he's like, it was not like the greatest movie. Don't get me wrong. I would probably watch it again. You would rather it, watch the Gray Man action. over watching Nope. What is wrong with you? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. No, yeah, no, nope, nope is one of the movies where where like I, I've watched it once. Once is plenty. Uh, it'll be like thirty years from now. They'll be like, hey, you remember Nope? Like really? Nope, that, that that like the uh, alien like Nope came out. I'm like yeah, not gonna watch it again. I don't know. That's just me. Personally. I was about I to say know. like you had really uh, great thoughts on it, but I you weren't on that episode, so I guess I, I yeah we haven't heard your thoughts on Nope, Graham. So apparently you really hate the movie. I didn't record Nope. Yeah, I didn't get. I was gonna so, say I was, so Graham, I was honestly like. I, what is your 90 second review of Nope? Because apparently I, I did not know it. I, I did not know you had such strong um, feelings about this movie. <laughs> it's not like super strong feelings. It's just I didn't have any strong feelings that would make me watch it again. Uh, honestly, Fair. the only the, the the character that I like related with the most or like honestly was so like into during that movie was do it was literally the tech guy don't even yeah. remember his name that's just what i love doing i would mm-hmm. love just to run out and be like let me set up 50 cameras let me watch him for you like let me do that's literally like me so uh no he minus, was hilarious minus Honestly, the, like, the stalking part where he like is watching their cameras and stuff that's uh, a little aggressive yeah i wouldn't do that illegal. i wouldn't do that uh, cameras do illegal that's, that's illegal yeah <laughs> <laughs> no never what not like that huh? not on that level but no, i'm just kidding what uh no but I don't know. It, the pacing of the movie I thought was a little weird. Um, in all honesty, I didn't like. Okay. I just I just didn't like it. Um, it was one of those like suspenseful movies, which mm-hmm. I kind of like. It had a different feel because I really thought it was going to be more like horror, kind of like I really thought it was right. going to be like more of like a something else. But here's the thing too: I watched the trailer for it and genuinely had no concept that this was about aliens until we get halfway through. I'm sitting next to you, and I said, "Is that an alien?" And you were like. Yeah, I was like, like a real UFO, and you're like, yeah, that's what this is about. And I was See, like, okay, here's the thing, Grant. I, that's, I, Grant, that is on you. Everyone in the world knew that movie was about aliens. I don't know what trailer you saw, but that is on you. I don't know. I don't know, man. And it, honestly, it might be, and that's that's fair. But that's the thing is, I didn't uh-huh. go in expecting a different movie. Uh, I really didn't know what to expect, and then going in, sure, not being, not having my expectations held up to really anything kind of just shot it down for okay. me and like i said like sitting there like i i dude i don't even know i yeah like that's how i gotta put it honestly i found the whole like monkey murdering tv show kid grows up mm-hmm. is the rodeo owner dude like 
found that little backstory way more interesting than anything about the house and and the two the, the, the siblings that were like trying to catch the thing and then hiring the old guy for the photo like I could have just dude like the monkey that was nuts like that's what I that's what I held okay. on to interesting I don't know yeah like I said that movie especially for my little review sounds like the movie's all over the place obviously if anyone else has seen it they probably enjoyed it a little more than me did than I did um but that's the thing is I don't I don't know I, I think the other thing that's I against like you against and and here is like with Jordan Peele movies like you kind of have to watch them multiple times to really like get the full, the fullness of it. And so, I mean, with it sure. not like grab getting your attention enough, like on the first watch to make you want to do a second one, I think just like, I don't know. That's fair. And I would also say, yeah, just knowing you, I can see how like, it's just not like your kind of movie, like just in, it, in general. So yeah. I, you, you can have your own opinion, but it can still be wrong. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. You don't have to like Nope. Thanks, I really liked Nope. Thanks. If you want to hear all my thoughts on it, go listen to our episode <laughs> on Nope. It was with Andrew Sexton, who uh, is who also thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Uh, my my bottom three, uh, Jurassic World Dominion and uh, The Gray Man, uh, would both be on there. Uh, so what's your third one? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't want to talk about The Gray Man or Jurassic World Dominion any more than the hour-long episodes you did on those. Uh, number three is <laughs> Spiderhead. Uh, did you... Do you know anything about this movie? Did you watch this? It's a Netflix original. Uh, Spider-Man, I've, I've never heard of. Oh! It's got a... No, I actually, I wanted to watch it. It's, it's Chris, Chris Hemsworth in it, right? It's Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I figured you'd yeah. be all over this one because, I mean, those are like your two guys. Um, I didn't know it came out. I remember I watched a trailer for that and I was like, I could get behind this. Like, I wasn't like too excited for it. Obviously, I didn't even know it came out, but... Yes. I mean, yeah, I like okay. it was, that's whack. I saw a trailer, you know, I saw the cast, I was like, oh, this is an interesting concept. You know, you have these prisoners who, yeah. who are able to go live a life of luxury with the caveat that they have to be used for like these the experiments, experiments and or stuff. tests or whatever. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, really cool idea. Uh, pretty poor execution. Uh, there just, I don't know, there wasn't a lot with an idea. It's based on like a short story. And with an idea like that, it's hard to like make a ninety-minute movie Stretch out of it. That. And I want to say it was two hours. I could yeah. be making that up. I that's another movie I just don't want to think about too much. Um, but like it was, it was stretched a little long. <laughs> um, and also, the one thing I will I will say about it, and I think the one like the one upside to it is it is the most made during COVID nineteen movie I've ever seen. Just with it was all shot on very long lenses with one person in the frame for the most part. It's all like in an isol, like it's all like in a bunker. It is the most COVID movie ever. Um, and the fact that they pulled it off and like, they still made it look good and they still made a story work really well within the confines of COVID-19 restrictions um, is, is an impressive feat. And I will give them credit for that. Uh, it just, uh, it wasn't a great movie. I'll just, okay. I'll, hmm. I'll put it at that. I know that's one I definitely, I definitely want to see at some point. I'll probably try and watch that mm -hmm. soon, just to, just to see. But yeah, I forgot that even came out. Yes, I mean, yeah, I would still recommend it. It was like, I would recommend it if like you're like Graham and you, you like those actors and you're curious about it. Like it wasn't terrible, but to use your scale, I would never ever watch it again. Um, once was enough. <laughs> uh, it was it was a fine experience. I'm okay never seeing it again. Um, I want to talk uh, about, uh, some, some interesting, uh, some interesting things going on this summer, uh, because with the summer blockbuster season, you have like, you know, a lot of this is based on like box office numbers and things like that. Um, that's why we had those right. movie seasons, right? So like summer blockbusters are honestly are kind of there just to make a ton of money for the most part. I mean, you have, you know, two Marvel yeah. movies coming out over the summer season, uh, Top Gun Maverick. Jurassic World, Lightyear. You have these big movies uh, that are just kind of there to like capitalize on all the money opportunities. Bullet Train, I think, is another just right. classic summer blockbuster. You have a Minions is is. I mean, if that came out any other time of the year, you're not going to get your target audience of children into the theater as much, right? Um, right. Or Graham, because I think you and I think you did go see that eventually, right? Uh, it was like last week. It was like <laughs> recent, but. Um, yeah. Was, and honestly, here's the thing. Was it good? Should I, I've should I have given it once. a chance? It's not a movie I could sit here and talk for, for an hour. I'll <laughs> okay. tell you that. Okay. Uh, it, it's a movie I would, yeah, I mean, it's, 
it was it was funny. It was cute. It fit right along with mm-hmm. the other ones. Um, like I said, definitely a Minions movie, not like the whole Despicable Me like type of movie. Mm-hmm. I guess they're like right. se- separate, really. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was it was fun. It was cute. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, like you have like you're not really getting, with the exception of like Top Gun Maverick, um, RRR if you want to count it on this list, and I mean. Yeah. Elvis might get some Academy Award nominations, maybe like Austin Butler might get Best Actor. Other than that, you're not going to see a whole lot of like big award-winning films on this list. That's going to come yeah. next season in the fall. Um, so there's a lot of like interesting trends that I've I've found uh, throughout. So for starters, uh, one of the first things I notice you notice right away is like at the beginning of the summer, you just have all sorts of just crazy like good movies. I mean, we're getting multiverse and madness, top gun, Maverick, uh, you know, you have like Jurassic world, Lightyear, Elvis coming in right in the middle. Those are all really big movies. Love and thunder. I'd also throw in the middle of yeah. a July release. Um, but when started you, strong, yeah, started strong. Middle was very strong, but, and this is typical of, of the summer movie season. Like once you get into like late July and August, um, movie, I don't want to say quality, but like the, I don't know. The types of movies you get are definitely not quite up to par. Um, I would say with like minions um, as a whole uh, bullet train uh, beast and 3000 years of longing. Like those are all like eh, movies. Uh, They're kind of whatever. Um, Like, and especially this year, um, this is, uh, there was a week uh, in about mid August. I don't remember when, uh, but it's the first time this year that, the box office totals for the week were lower than they were last year in 2021 when the box, when the theaters were like still opening up because uh, there was just nothing out wow. that anyone wanted to see. Um, and I think that's also like, and you can see that in our own show too. Like we're trying to find new stuff to talk about every week, but I mean, we're talking about Jaws this week. We talked about Spider-Man last week. We talked about Rogue One. Like we've every been talking about old movies that have been re-releasing <laughs> trying to like keep this show alive because like late August has been really rough with some stuff. Um, I don't know. Like it almost seems like theater, like not theaters. It almost seems like producers and like these big production companies just kind of forgot to schedule for August. Like you have like, you know, Sony and Disney and all this like, Oh yeah, we're going to do all these summer blackbusters and we're going to all smush them all together and we're all just going to share the money. And then in August, it's kind of anybody's game, really. Like anyone, <laughs> like if Disney decided to release Love and yeah. Thunder in like late August, that movie already made a ton of money, but it would have made so much more because that would have been the only thing in theaters that the anyone would have been thing, interested yeah, in seeing. Exactly. Um, I don't know. Do you like? Can you think of a reason why that is? Like, why did no one schedule any movies for late August? Or is it just? Uh, I don't know, but it's been a tough. I was gonna say it's it's a tough month. I mean, like I get like. A lot of kids, like biggest things, like kids go back to school pretty early in August, especially like recently. I've noticed, That's like, fair. which really That's surprised a fair me because I just didn't realize it compared to like what we had. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I mean, still they could have planned something. Yeah, there was like close to nothing, and even in those those few weeks, like that's all we've watched is reruns or uh, like the re-releases. I don't know. There's been some of those like, um. I say I know like Gray Man came out in August, mm-hmm. right? And that was like just like one of the um, like a streaming release. Like I think yeah. more of those had better. And I feel like Gray Man too is to take. Than- Gray Man's kind of like a, a a bullet train situation where that's a very much a summer action like blockbuster. Like I feel like Gray Man would yeah. have done really well in theaters. Um, I'm honestly kind of surprised. Honestly, I do too. Um, I mean, it doesn't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it didn't because it was bad, but like. I feel like a lot of people would see Ryan Gosling and would want would flock to the theaters. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Uh, did you know? Did I know? Sorry, I didn't know if you were going to do that. So no. I wa- we watched. Um, you ever seen the movie Crazy Stupid Love? I have. Oh, I, Actually, I didn't know. So I've wait, never seen it. We watched. Hold on. Have I seen that? That's with Steve Carell, right? It's got like Steve Carell yes, and, Ryan Gosling, yeah, and Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Yeah. I was watching it, and they're like a little love interest, kind of. Yeah. Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, and I was like, yeah. What am I watching? I was like so thrown off for a second. Like actually, and I was like, wait, I don't know. Yeah, it just threw me for a little loop when I, I saw guess. that. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. I think I think the the two the two movies that really I think just solidify this like mediocrity to me, um, 
is the Idris Elba double feature we got a couple weeks ago with Beast and, and 3,000 Years of Longing. Um, did you get a chance to see any, either of these two movies? Uh, Beast, I, I, if it's up to me, I will never probably see. <laughs> okay. I have no interest in seeing okay. that movie. Every trailer, I was just like, what why? is this? Yeah. Uh, 3,000 Years of Longing, I've never heard of, actually. Okay. That's, I don't know what that is. That's so, um, I haven't seen a trailer for it. And we're going to talk about that. So Beast is... Oh, sick. Beast is, again, it's like a bullet trainer or a gray man where it's just very much your summer block, like summer action blockbuster monster movie. Like that's kind of like your Jaws of the summer, right? Um, and there were some cool things in it, you know, some interesting like long takes and things, but it it wasn't... Okay. It's not something I would say don't go and watch. It was awful, uh, but it was, it was pretty forgettable because it's a lot of stuff that you've would come to expect and you've seen before. Um, 3000 years of longing though is very interesting and it's opening weekend was actually the week that had that massive dip, uh, which is interesting a, because you have, uh, you have Idris Elba, uh, who's a massive actor. You have, uh, Tilda Swinton, who is also another, is also a name that's going to bring people in. Um, but it was directed by George Miller. And the last movie that George Miller did was, uh, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, which is, one of the greatest action movies of the last decade, um, fantastic, blew up the box office, came out in about the same time. Uh, the marketing for that film was fantastic. Everything about the movie was, was great. And then he came out with this movie. Um, if we're looking at just the movie, this is a total 180 from what that is. Mad Max is a it's basically like Mario Kart, like a dystopian Mario Kart is kind of like the, the simplest way to put it. Um, 3,000 Years of Longing okay. isn't re- doesn't really have a plot. It's Tilda Swinton and Edris Ilba like talking in her like apartment, and then Idris Elba is just like telling her stories of like different people who have like owned him, like he has been a genie for. Um, so it's kind of like an anthology, really. It's I don't know. It's it, it wasn't. It's interesting. It wasn't bad. It was just yeah. different. And you want to watch it again? I wouldn't watch it again. No, and it's it. It's not even like an artsy movie, right? Like, because I feel like that's kind of one of the things I would say is like, yeah, like it might be for everybody because it's all like artsy and stuff. It was just, it was just pointless. There was no real point to it. It was just, yeah, here's some stories from throughout history because I'm Idris Elba and I was asked to do this movie for a lot of money. Um, I don't know. It was, it was a very strange movie. Um, <laughs> but the other thing that's interesting about it, uh, again, this is George Miller who, did a great marketing campaign for Mad Max. And like you said, you never heard of this movie. Um, I didn't hear about this movie for a very long time either. I I saw a trailer for it in like a theater once. And I go to the theater a lot of times and I see a lot of movies like the marketing for this movie was just, was just non-existent. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if they just knew that it wasn't going to appeal to a lot of people. I mean, some trailers and even the trailer that they did release felt very different from what it actually was. I mean, I would have expected like a Jurassic World yeah. Dominion sort of situation where, hey, our movie's crap, but we're going to make the best trailer of all time to get people to like buy tickets. They didn't even like try to market the film. And when you're at the end of August and you have Edges Elba and like you have all these names and all this opportunity to make a bunch of money, yeah. they, I, they just kind of threw it away and didn't just... All, the opportunity was totally there and instead they opened to yeah. the worst week of the year um and in a lower earning a lower earning rate than what they did that same week the year prior which i just think is fascinating i don't have an explanation for it it just doesn't make any sense uh but yeah that's that's a three thousand years of longing that kind of that i feel bad for him, man that's tough I don't though, because they didn't try. That's tough. Like I, I just I feel like they didn't try. That's fair. Uh, that's fair. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I just you gotta market your movie. I just I don't understand. I, I feel I feel like I'm like sounding yeah. really angry about it. I don't care to be honest. I just think it's yeah. really interesting. Um, here's yeah. the other thing that I found very interesting this summer. Um, I'm calling it the Top Gun phenomenon. So when the initial Top Gun okay. came out, uh, it's it opened up great, uh, did a great couple weeks, and then it dipped down. Uh, it stayed in like the top ten for most of the summer, and it just it kept going yeah. and going and going. And it was like, wow, this movie's going on for like 
14 weeks. This is crazy. That's unheard of for a movie. 14 weeks being in the top 10 is crazy. Um, and then after yeah. 14 weeks, it went back to number one on the box office, uh, which again is after 14 weeks, you're telling me that no, like people were still going to see this movie enough to where it's going to be number one in the box office. I um, mean, a lot of that does have to do with the big dip at the end of August every year. Um, right. But like, that's, that's really weird. And this is also the eighties. So it's a bit of a different scenario. I don't remember all the movies that were out at that time. Uh, but the reason I'm calling this a top gun phenomenon is top gun Maverick came out uh, around the same time as the original uh, did really great. The first two a couple weeks it stayed in, Pretty much mm-hmm. in the top five for most of the summer. It dipped down to like number six or seven uh, about halfway through. Um, and then one week and 14 weeks in, it went back up to number one. Like it had almost the exact same box office trajectory as the original, uh, which is like, it's super it's whack. Uh, people yeah. loved Top Gun. Uh, I almost like just want to do another episode on Top Gun because I have so many things to say i've seen it so many times in theaters um i don't know Graham, have you seen it like any more like in since we've done we've recorded our episode on it i think i've seen it a total of like three maybe two or three times in theaters okay. um yeah i i think i i think i saw it once before and twice after mm-hmm. um i went with like my family and then um in-laws and stuff and yeah every, every time it was just great um i think i mentioned in that episode there have only ever been two movies where my watch, my Apple watch told me that my heart rate was like, I need to like chill out because mm-hmm. it, it's like gotten too high or I'm like freaking out. Uh, that was the Batman and then Maverick. Uh, and it happened really every single time. I don't know if I was just getting too, I don't know. Cause it wasn't like scary. <laughs> I don't know if I was just like too excited. Or what, Cause dude, I love that movie. It was great. I liked yeah. it. But, um, but yeah, no, with Maverick, it just every time, dude, it was still, so good every time, mm-hmm. but I would go see it. Yeah, I, I, I held it, off is this on still it. Out? It is. It is still out. It's still going strong. Like I, it's. It doesn't make any sense. Like you have all these really great movies that we've let we've mentioned, we've talked about, and it's still placing like top five every single week. It's crazy. Um, good yeah, for I them. good for Tom Cruise, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Tom. I mean, and that's, <laughs> and it's almost sad because I feel like Maverick is going to be is like is one of, if not the last movie of its kind, like, like you were, we're going to tie this all together. Uh, somehow we're, we're going to bring this home. Like you were saying like earlier with like Jaws, okay. like if Jaws were made today, like it'd be all sorts of special effects and things. And you know, that's kind of up in the air, like how that would go. Like that's how Maverick should have been made. And there's a movie, I forget, I forget what it's called. Um, it has uh, the same guy that plays a uh, uh, hangman and it. Uh, he's also in this movie, uh, he, re- yeah. he filmed Maverick years ago, so it's it's okay. They just happen to be releasing at the same time. Uh, but it's another plain movie, and it's not like Maverick. It's a lot of CG, and we're going to stay in the cockpit, but we're not going to show what's going on around it too much because we're not actually in planes, right? Like, I don't know. I, I feel like this is the last kind. Like, Maverick is part of a dying breed, and I feel like it can mm-hmm. go in either one of two directions. Either A, things are going to continue the way they are in movies like Maverick or jaws for example are going to kind of decline where we have these crazy practical effects and it's you know it's it's special because it's all real um and we're just going to go straight towards a special effects route um but at the same time maverick kind of gives me hope that maybe uh with it being so successful it will inspire more uh of these stars i guess because this is really tom cruise's movie um yeah. It'll inspire more people to make more things practically and to really push the limits of what we can do technologically to achieve stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully yeah. they go uh, in direction. It's, gonna, it's always, yeah, I, was say, I feel like it's always going to come back to that, the, the director or that, not, not necessarily the star at hand, but someone who just has the inspiration and like the dedication to make things happen. Cause like, dude, Tom Cruise is going to make it happen. If not, he'll do mm-hmm. it himself. Like, but dude just gets things done, which is, which is crazy. But same thing. I think if you still have the same like idea and they're driven, like yes, like we're gonna have CG and we're gonna have like the special effects we have in today's time, but they're gonna use that to make their movie better, not hurt it or like handicap themselves. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, like they're not no, gonna be limited just to that. So, yes, yeah, yeah. We we uh, we brought that home. We tied it together, jaw somehow. Um, I'm proud of us, Graham. Do you have any final thoughts <laughs> on 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 this past summer's uh, movie lineup? 
it has been, it's been a good summer. I can tell you that mm-hmm. from what we've had the past few years coming back from COVID, have the theaters for some of these movies just absolutely packed and personally getting to experience an empty theater myself, which was wild. Uh-huh. Uh, I had, it was a good summer, a lot of great content. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just excited to see what we get in this next season. Yes. Yeah. It, it was, it was a really great summer. Um, I, yeah, a lot of really great stuff came out uh, that I, I'm looking forward to like seeing again, and I'm really glad that I got to experience uh, when it came out. Uh, yeah, and right, like you said, I'm really excited for what's coming up. I've been going through, you know, this next couple months schedule of what we're going to talk about on the show, and like sometimes it's getting, it's getting really difficult to decide what we're going to talk about because there's so many really cool things coming out, and I'm excited to see what uh, happens in fall. So make sure you stay tuned on the show uh, to see what we talk about next. Uh, You've been listening to the Popcorn Hangover. My name is Alex. That is Graham. We've been discussing Jaws and wrapping up the summer of 2022. Uh, Graham, it's been a fun one. I'm really glad we did this. Uh, make sure you go follow us on all of our, all, all the things, TikTok, Instagram, patreon.com slash the popcorn hangover. And when you do, let us know what your favorite movies of this past summer were um, and what you're looking forward to uh, on, for the rest of the year. Uh, to tease next week's episode, Graham, do you have uh, do you have any ideas how how should we uh, entice people to come back? I have uh, I have a black belt, okay, uh, in karate, taekwondo, okay. all the fun stuff. So that might hint you to what we're talking about. Okay. Clearly, that was years ago. But uh, <laughs> join us next week to see what we see what we're talking about. Yes, uh, this has been the Popcorn Hangover, and we will see you next time. Peace.